Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Margo and Steve. This week we're diving into Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Grab a drink, take a seat at our kitchen table, and join the conversation. Here we are, second week of Advent. Yes. How are you feeling? Are you feeling Christmassy? I want to be. I'm not there yet. Yeah. I really do. I think, um, you know, I might just put on Life Lifetime and just watch a stupid Christmas movie just to get me into the mood. That's what that's what does it. No. <laughs> but I think I need like an injection of Christmassy okay. stuff. So I'll watch. Well, I like, mean, if you're being super Catholic, you don't have to yet. You can wait. Right. Right. You can hang out. That's no, but okay. normally I listen to Christmas music and it, it is time. Well, thank you for asking about me. I'm feeling also not that Christmassy. It just feels like, I don't know, like suddenly it's December and I'm, I'm just not ready, you know, emotionally. Yeah. So I should be, I don't know, pulling the decorations out or something. Usually my Christmas music listening doesn't start until a little later. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. And in the meantime, the sort of Catholic way is to sort of slow down at this time and mm. not stress about Christmas and just be in the darkness of the weather and... Interesting. You know, wait. Mm. Wait. Mm. I'm not telling you to wait. That's the word that describes the season. Okay. So so you're you're cool. You're not in trouble. I'm not late. You're doing it great. You're doing it right. If you... Depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no need to rush this, right? Christmas right. will come. Yep. And it's a season. It's not a day. Right. There's plenty of time to get all jingle, jangly, and jolly. Nice. Thank you. What we do is just gather. There still is a kitchen table. Yeah, still here. Even though no one can see it. Right. Trust us. It's here. And we are gathered around it mm -hmm. to have conversation about the Sunday gospel. We use the MQOA beta process which is our small group process that anyone can use mm -hmm. you're welcome to it it's on our website and we always start with an icebreaker yeah are you ready oh. to break some ice yes okay tell us your hometown medford mass kid <laughs> and the name of your oldest living it should say living relative it's definitely i think it's my grandmother's stepbrother uh romeo of romeo and juliet no that is old yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Do you know how old he is? Probably in his high 80s into 90s. Where are you from? What's your hometown? Uh, Topsom, Maine. Okay. Someone on Facebook the other day said, tell me what's famous about your hometown. And I wrote, nothing. Nice. <laughs> nothing I can think of. Is it top, like ham? Is it yes. top ham? Top's ham. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a big pork producer up there? No. no. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, because of ham. Because I get of it. top ham. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. That would be great. Tops and ham. We have a fair. Oh, okay. So there's that. That's right. probably, yeah, that's probably it. And my oldest living relative, I think is probably my aunt, Alice, who's 90, 91. Her birthday is on New Year's Day, so I should have better track of it, but she's, uh, she's over 90. Wow. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's still a pip. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I... Don't live to 90. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I ever told you I've decided that it's 79 for me. For you? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. I feel like that's, that's a enough. good... Yeah, it's plenty, right? Yeah. Well, 15 years of retirement. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that'll <laughs> totally happen. Plus, I still have 
friends alive to mourn me. Oh, that's right. I think it's just it's the perf it's the zone. Okay. Right there. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. So, save the date. Ugh. I'm ready to go at sixty five. <laughs> well We'll see what the earth is we'll there. See, yeah, we'll see if any of us are still here by the time you're sixty five. Right. Right? Who knows? Hey, this is see this is the darkness of the season we're talking about the end of times yeah. perfectly into uh the season and the reading today is a tough one okay um not just because it talks it's hinting at end times okay. but because there's a ton of vocabulary words in there Oof. so i propose we read it once and it i'll read it i won't put you through this agony mm-hmm. And I will stumble over the words, although we do have a pronunciation key. I saw that. Reading from the Gospel of Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Jurea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, The word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be lifted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Oh, I did pretty well until that last bit there. Yeah, that's shall she. It's, <laughs> it's <a laughs> of all the words. It's a tongue twister. Gosh, that's a lot of word. Wah, wah, so, wah. That is my response to this. <laughs> you knew that was my first question. <laughs> what pokes out at you? Ugh. I mean, I do like just a general like rough ways made smooth and mm-hmm. the crooked made straight and all that. Yeah. That's all good stuff. Yeah. Very, if you, it could link into Jesus as a carpenter too. Oh. Sanding down hills and mountains oh. and, whoa, you know. That's deep. I love that. Again, I skipped the first paragraph because. <laughs> okay. Even my family lineage is boring. And I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. So why do you think they would bother to put that in? Like, why would they bother to put all that in? Like they could skip are they, it. They are skip they, things. Are they talking about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm. In, in this paragraph, they're talking about John. Actually, the Baptist. John the Baptist. So I'm guessing that links. I mean, this is probably Easter egg stuff that people would would know in the time. The real Bible nerds, right? Right. And yes, the people of that time. Um, do you have a guess? Like what? What do you just? If you were just going to wildly guess, yeah. Why would it be important for I think to, that to go in? To I, well, if, if, if probably in, in the time and even even now, it's you know, who you came from. You know, yeah. Now is like education yeah. rather than family lineage. Yeah. So I think they just needed to hush some people up with some facts. <laughs> oh, that's a good guess. It's actually not even much a lineage as it is like a setting of in history, right? They they only really say that son of Zechariah. At that last bit of mm-hmm. the first paragraph. But before that, they're talking about when this is happening, right? It was in the 15th year of the reign of the emperor when he, when this guy was governor 
and someone else was ruler of Galilee. And so he's talking about the le- the people who were kings and leaders at okay. that time. So he's really setting it in context of history. Okay. So this okay. is kind of like the voiceover if it was a movie. Setting yes. the scene. Yes. Okay. Far, in a galaxy far, far away kind mm-hmm. of thing. So here's what they're saying. Uh, I have all this nerd stuff. Tiberius reigned from A.D. 14 to 37. So A.D. Anno Domini, in the year of the Lord. So mm-hmm. it starts basically kind of with Jesus' birth. I always get this screwed up in my head because I always thought A.D. meant after death. That's what I thought. But it's no. Not. So we're, we're jumping ahead 30 years. In the year of the Lord, um, the 15th year would be about... 28, 29. So about when Jesus was 28 or 29 years old. Okay. Okay. So that's, they're locating the time of John's ministry, which depending on who you ask was about one to three years. Oh, same as Jesus too. Same as Jesus. Right. So because this is happening, this is being written, Luke is written like 90, 90, I think. So it's just going back half a century. Yep. Okay. So they're yeah, just kind so, of reminding you. Right. Like people so still alive like who would 1950s. know the story. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So somewhat familiar. Right. And so. You heard it from your parents. Right. So when yeah. you think about this, it's like, you know, FDR was president mm-hmm. and the, I don't know. Yeah. This TV was, was happening. black and white. Hitler had just, you know, been. Yeah. Baby boomers were born and yeah. everyone came back about a house and exactly. American dream. Okay. That's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. When you think of it that way. Sure. <laughs> maybe not maybe it means nothing me. I honestly means nothing to me now but right. then perfect right yeah so it's just telling the story about when it happened and that second paragraph talks about John the Baptist mm-hmm. who is Jesus's cousin right of um, son of Elizabeth that's right oh well done son of John son of Zechariah oh Zechariah and yeah. there you go um, <laughs> they don't even mention poor Elizabeth who did all the work. All the work. Right? Rude. We'll just, we'll just move on from the first paragraph. Thank you. Right? What about the second paragraph leaps out at you? Anything? The whole, the wilderness. Because, oh. and this could just be my American view of things, mm-hmm. but wilderness for me is like forest and lush. Oh. And like Minnesota, like Montana. Okay. So I can't think of the wilderness of the Middle East, oh, which could be the same, okay, or it could just be desert, right? I don't really know. So that kind of stood out for me. I always think of like America when I hear wilderness. Oh, that's interesting. But um, I do always think about the desert, and I don't know if that's just because of like forty years through the desert right. kind of thing. I just assume everything is desert. But it's nice that he's probably reciting the, the craziness of life. And then the voice of God, one crying out of Jesus is like mm-hmm. the truth, the word coming out of this, you know, mixture of probably different gods and then different rulers and yep. and then the Jewish people as well. Right. There's one thing to pay attention to. Oh, okay. A lone voice. One voice saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Right. So the, the, that's John. That's, they're describing, so this author, Luke, Mm -hmm. is describing John, who went all around the place proclaiming a baptism of repentance, just like 
they're saying that piece of scripture in Isaiah. So they're kind of mm-hmm. they're hinting like this prophecy in Isaiah may be fulfilled in John. John the Baptist. Mm. How do we know his story of how he got the news that he should proclaim about Jesus? Oh, so what we know about John is that he was the first person to recognize Jesus while he was in Elizabeth's womb. Right. Right. Because they come together. He leaped in her womb. Yeah. So you could sort of pull from that, that he was. He always knew. He always knew. Okay. That this guy was going to be special. Right. Okay. His story is really interesting too. There's poor John did not end up well no no he had a tough time yeah and his head on a platter for a for a coin right and he is um you know imprisoned and yeah. he's he's his whole job is to announce jesus right his right. whole job and um even he loses faith at some point whoa like he says to his disciples because he has disciples mm-hmm. go ask jesus are you like the messiah or am i wasting my time wow yeah. I mean, who hasn't felt that Yeah, in ministry? Yeah. You know what I learned? There's actually still people who, can, well, first of all, Jesus was a disciple of John. He was baptized by him. That's right. And that there are still people who consider themselves disciples of John. Interesting. Yeah. They're called the Mandaeans, but they're kind of a secret uh, org. Of course. There's there like we go. 60 to 70,000 of them left. Wow. You wouldn't guess that, would you? No. And they mostly live around Iraq, Iran. Cool. Supposedly. That's just a little trivia for you. <laughs> All right. So what does this mean for us, for the people in Salem? Yeah. Good question. What do you think? Um, well, we, we, we do love an announcer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in everyday life. Sure. We have people announcing people on stage and all that. So... It's it's less. I think it's less gloomy as last week. It's yeah, a little bit we're more. we're creeping toward yeah. the good news, right? right? What uh, if John is the person who proclaims Jesus? Mm-hmm. Who do you have a John in your life? Who was the person that told you to get ready for Jesus or introduced you? Oh, it'd be my youth minister in high school. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, he's he's cute. His wife's a pain. But. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, my high school youth minister is Scott was is well mm. is Scott Morin. Still Scott Morin. <laughs> and who is also your husband. My husband yeah. currently. Yes. That's yeah, right. so he would be definitely a John figure. Yeah. Do you remember kind of how he did that? He was welcoming. Mm-hmm. He knew my name. Mm-hmm. And he was just gentle with it. It was not like no Jesus or that's it. He was not telling Oh, you he definitely repent. showed it with his with himself. You know, like mm. the way he acted and 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 just always showed love to everybody. Yeah. Teens to parents to elderly. Even Still people does. of other generations. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's he does still. He's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy, that guy. Uh have you been John for other people? <sighs> I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, I would probably say yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they can come on oh. and share their stories. Oh, okay. Share their stories. You don't want to. You don't want to. You know. I mean, I would brag. hope so. I mean, I would be a really bad minister if I said no. <laughs> that's a fair point. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. I can but definitely. I, but it's not not like you know 
come to Jesus or you're going to hell. Right. Uh, which I don't think John did either. He just said he. He, he literally was pro- proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the yeah. forgiveness of sins. Perfect. Well, he was telling people get ready, right? Yeah. But he was baptizing people for forgiveness of sins. That's sort of a. Hmm. Well, what do you think? How about this? Okay. What do you think of when you hear the word repent? Oh gosh. <laughs> I a poster mm-hmm. on a a poster from a man or a woman on a soapbox mm-hmm. on a street corner yeah. saying repent. What repent. do you think it means? Repent. When they say that, what do they mean? Uh, um, probably like turn back. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledge your wrongdoings. Mm-hmm. Kind of ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that does sound awful. It's about uh, the delivery. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Repent just seems like, I don't know, it's like old school. I do think it's been kind of misused. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I have a little language background for okay. you. I know you love this stuff. Repentance and repenting, important words in Luke and Acts. Acts is part two of the Gospel of Luke. Oh, I did not know that. Same writer? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I, did I not mention that? No. I totally should have. Right. Luke, story of Jesus, Acts, the story of the early church. But same author. Same author. Oh, cool. Yeah. But not in order in the Bible, weirdly. We go from Luke to John and then back to Acts. Right. For whatever reason. Okay. So uh, the verb repent occurs in these two books 14 times out of the total 34 times. So like almost half the wow. half the mentions of, of repenting, repenting in the Bible are in Luke and Acts. Wow. Yeah. And then the noun repentance mm-hmm. 11 times of the 22 times in the New Testament again, a half. Wow. So for Luke, this is a big deal, repenting. Yeah. Okay. Um the Greek word for for this idea is metanoia. It's a combination of the word for mind and after. So after. afterthought or second thoughts. So change your mind uh, or thinking. Okay. So it's not necessarily come and forgive, but change your ways. Change your mind. Change, change the your way mind. you're thinking. Right. And that, that then changes your behavior. Right. Is a theory. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, got, I kind of love that because... Uh, it sounds like when people misuse the word, they, they, they make it sound like, like, stop, like, stop yeah. doing what you're doing and yeah, it's change about the, who you are. Yeah. It's about the actions yeah. rather than the mindset. Yeah. But the word really, the actual word, which is Greek is about changing your mind mm-hmm. about rethinking things. So nice. yeah, I kind of, I, I like that. I do too. It's still ruined, but I like it. It's still what? Ruined. Oh, ruined. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we can reclaim it. Is it time to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Hey there, I'm Stephen Antonio, the Director of Family Engagement, and this is... Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. And we're here to talk to you about the marriage course offered here at Mary Queen the Apostles Parish in Salem, Massachusetts. The marriage course consists of you and your partner sharing a meal, watching a video, and having a private conversation about strengthening your relationship. Uh, marriage course is great for you, whether you've been married for a long time or what just feels 
like a long time. <laughs> and we recommend it for anyone, no matter what your age or the stage of your marriage. Uh, you can find out more on our website, mqoa.org slash MC. And we're back. And we are back. Okay, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Here we are in the middle of Advent. Yes. We're looking back at the Old Testament. We're looking forward at Jesus. We're in the sort of middle time of John, right? What else kind of pops out to you from this reading? Anything anything kind of speak out to you? Uh, Salvation. I wonder if salvation is something that they were used to or heard from heard about oh my is that a christian thing what a great thanks question what do you think salvation is i think peace with god okay yeah i think that any you know when you when your time is done on earth Mm. you're at peace and you have grace from god that's salvation so you can be saved while you're living i think so yeah yeah can you lose your salvation no i don't think from a loving god even if you're Hitler. Uh, that's always the big question, right? <laughs> we have to bring Hitler in. No, it. I think, you know, I don't know. This is our second mention of Hitler, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, I don't, I, uh, I think it's a mindset. Okay. You on, know, I, on your part. On our part, right? Because okay. God's always there with his arms open wide, giving you, want to give you a gift. So we just have to repent in the sense of changing our mindset oh you're you're doing so great and um yeah so i think so i think like part of maybe salvation is like what i experience when i pray like Mm -hmm. i feel like a connection that's out of body that's at peaceful and Mm -hmm. um calming so yeah oh that's very cool these are big questions you are not expected to know the the capital t answers (laughs) capital a yeah for these questions these are the the questions that sort of define us Mm -hmm. and if and i think sort of in our different strains of christianity there are different answers to those questions right 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 how about this yeah uh salvation means to be saved right Mm -hmm. what what is that saving do you have an idea about that i think the savings what we're saving people from are honestly it could be a mindset of the world Mm -hmm. you know from a negative point of view to a positive point of view Mm -hmm. or having a sense of support from that or less Mm -hmm. like less fear anxiety loneliness that's yeah i feel like we're saving from we're back in the kingdom right this is sort of kingdom talk right right which we talk about a baptism as we say you were baptized into the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. which i always think of as like um like citizenship Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so like you're taken out of this um, kingdom of humanity, which uh, you know we all know how that goes, mm-hmm. and are welcomed into this kingdom, which is a place of peace and love and care. Right, right. Um, I had a professor in grad school say that she thought, and this is really formed to me, uh, that we're not saved from anything. That we're really saved to something. That lines up with what you're talking about, right? And what that made me think was, yeah, we're really not saved from suffering. Like God didn't even save Jesus from From suffering suffering or even from death, Mm -hmm. but from eternal death. Right. And we are not saved from pain or suffering or sorrow, but we are, I think, I agree with you. I think we're saved to relationship with God Mm -hmm. 
and to an eternity of peace yeah and love mm-hmm. um so I, I i love that i think this is a big question people really struggle with mm-hmm. because a lot of times i think people think well i, I got saved this is a question that comes up in Protestant churches. Mm-hmm. Is it a one-time thing? Can you be resaved? Can you lose your salvation? And if you're putting that in terms of like, I'm, I've been given a ticket to heaven mm-hmm. because of something. Ugh, this is a big. This is a deep thing. Yeah. But I, I love the idea that it's about invitation into yeah relationship with God. Yeah, I do think that it is more on us than God. What do you mean? I don't think that like God is um, always on, mm. like he's ready. Mm-hmm. And it's really about us and our ego and, and processing it all. So I don't think it's one moment, mm-hmm. I think it's m- multiple moments Yeah, um, of us letting go of mankindness mm. and letting God in control. Oh, so. Should we go deeper? Sure. So... Christians teach that it was Jesus that offers salvation to mm-hmm. us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe that? Yeah. And where in the Jesus story do you think it happens? Of him giving salvation mm-hmm. to us? Uh, I think probably when um, he rose again, you know, broke down the the barriers of, yep. of the gates of life heaven. Life and death. Yeah, yeah, life and death. He overcame that. Yeah, yeah, I, that's a very popular answer. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say it was just in the incarnation. Some say it happened from the beginning of eternity, and mm-hmm. Jesus was just sort of the open door mm-hmm. for that yeah. that we didn't necessarily know about. I also think that it is the of man's understanding of God throughout time too. Mm-hmm. So I think you could still have gone to heaven, had salvation. But like just man in general didn't understand that because mm-hmm. like God in the Old Testament is very angry and resourceful, not resourceful, um, angry and oh, revengeful, revengeful. Yeah. And then the New Testament, Jesus says, no, he's all loving. So I just think it's our understanding of God or our <clears throat> interpretation of it, too. Oh, see, this is why we still read the Old Testament, mm-hmm. because <laughs> that process of growth matters. Yeah. Right. I just read somewhere someone said the Old Testament is the story of people coming to understand that we need a Messiah, that we need right. salvation. Okay. Which I kind of love. Like mm. all through the Old Testament, God promises we fail. God promises we fail. It's a long yeah. version mm-hmm. of our own like every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And then here's Jesus to to show the way right right and here's john telling comes us and cleans it up a little bit yeah get mm. ready get ready it's coming he's the hype man he's the hype man exactly and i think even like jesus being baptized by john was a huge moment too definitely right? that's when we first see the holy spirit mm-hmm. in the form of a bird okay and the words of god in that moment yeah Ugh. you could really you could seriously nerd out mm-hmm. about this we could go down lots of little does John the Baptist have a um, feast day? Yes. And it's not this Sunday? No. I don't know. Okay. Do you want me to look? No. Just wondering. Readers, 
readers listeners <laughs> readers look that up if we don't know that i'm sorry um there are some really good quotes i did okay. i did link in the beta this week prepare ye Oh, from uh, Godspell. From Godspell, because yeah. what, why not? Right? Why not? Like, what else is going to be running through your head? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. All day on Sunday. Did, um, I can hear the horn. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. We we had that listening. We had that in the office around Easter time, didn't we? I think so. Was it Godspell or was it Jesus Christ Superstar? I think it's Godspell. I'm not, I'm not familiar with Superstar. What? Yeah. What? Just, but john legend oh that one yeah i watched it but i'm not again i'm more familiar with godspell okay okay this this year for easter we'll we'll play that up okay we have some really good quotes okay. in this week's lesson too uh here's one about salvation okay <laughs> <laughs> this is from working preacher which is a a sermon writing website they okay. give each help. other help yeah this author says god's ways lead to salvation god's glory will be revealed in jesus the judge who comes to save us oh this is the good news that john proclaims and it is good news not just for us but for the whole world all flesh will see god's salvation this is god's promise and our hope bring on the bulldozers let's prepare the way i I love that. Okay. So he's saying, I, I, I'm fascinated by that idea, the judge who comes to save us. Mm-hmm. That's not usually a judge's job. Right. 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 A judge's job is to condemn us. Yeah. Reminds me of this um, this judge in Rhode Island that it has some video that he is really, really kind to people. Uh, it's just like really nice. That is nice. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. That you can... I think ultimately God judges us as worthy. Yeah. Right. Of salvation. This is good news. You can start to see how this is turning a little bit brighter. Right. In the last couple of weeks, it's been very, very dark in the readings. We wondered why we had to bother. Mm -hmm. Couldn't we just skip over the dark times and head toward the light? But I'm, I'm this year. I think I'm especially loving that slow creep. Yeah. And the, the and, the darker you get, the brighter the white light will be. Oh, Stephen, that's beautiful. So, that's lovely. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're so poetic. <laughs> I hear the tone. <laughs> no, you're right. Of course, you're right. Of course, uh, not necessarily encouraging us to go and look for darkness. We don't have to look for darkness, right? It's it's already around us. Nature is providing us with darkness. We just take advantage of it by pulling meaning from mm-hmm. this season, this time of year. Let's hear what Father Murray has to say. Yeah, let's see what week. he says. What does it take for you to change your mind? That seems to be the, uh, the the heart of the matter this morning, this morning's or this weekend's gospel. And uh, if we listen to what uh, Luke is saying to us, he's trying to say in this particular place in time, with all those little details of who is in charge and uh, who is who's the leader of what area, and then John comes and says to us, "We'll hear more about him next week." Also, uh, 
change your mind about something very, very important because a rare voice, a strange thing is happening. And I, I know in my own life that when someone appears and says, I've got something brand new and, and you just have to take a look at it. And sometimes I actually have, after taking a look at something, I actually have changed my mind about things. And <clears throat> whether it's where I should go, whether I should be assigned or what I should study or what I should look at and read and understand. During this Advent season, what we're asked to think about and know and understand is that God loves us infinitely and his love is infinite. And we saw, we saw that last week as we began to, as we blessed the Advent wreath. And then we're, as we light the first candle, we're supposed to remember that God's love is expressed through hope, joy, love, and peace. This weekend, the readings speak about the joy that we experience in receiving God's love and the hope that is given to us in the advent of Jesus Christ coming as our Lord and Savior. And so all of us are called to be people who change our minds. That yes, we live in a world that sometimes there's a lot of struggles and a lot of difficulties, and sometimes we do too. But at the same time, we're asked to continue to keep our minds uh, open to the possibility of transformation. Because certainly that's what God does for us in Jesus Christ is in the incarnation. He changes the entire world, transforms the entire world. This weekend, we're invited to think about how we might transform ourselves too, to uh, be a people who, although living in darkness at the shortened days and, and li living in darkness with the difficulties and challenges in our world during this pandemic and all the violence and difficulties we hear about, but we are to change our minds, be transformed in our hearts and minds and souls, and remember that God loves us. And that is the reason for our joy and the reason for our hope regardless of what the circumstances are. God is with us and is coming to us again, and we are here getting ready for him. Come, Lord Jesus. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Stephen, I wonder what this reading will, will leave you with this week. Where, mm -hmm. where is your mind after hearing this? What are you going to be thinking this week? Well, I think this is the Sunday that I need to really hunker down and prepare for Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. But how are you, how are you going to do that? No clue. Oh. Probably put on some Christmas music first. Mhm. Mm I don't decorate my house for Christmas. At all. At all. I don't oh. have kids, so it doesn't there's no point. <laughs> um <laughs> it's so sad. And um I don't like trinkets, so <laughs> I light a Yankee candle. It reminds me of a Christmas tree or like mm -mm. candy cane. Ooh, mm. And then <laughs> Christmas music and then I'll get into the mood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any spiritual implications from That's this That's all spiritual. That's all spiritual. Okay. The smells, the bells, the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of it. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I really want to focus on actually the spiritual meaning this year. Hmm. Some years I'm good at that. Some years I'm not. Okay. But I feel like um, life is so wild right now that I need to go ahead and take advantage of this invitation to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Not that I have time to do that, right. but it would be nice to kind of just rest a little bit spiritually mm -hmm. and prepare. So that's my wish for uh, our listeners yeah. this week mm -hmm. that this, I'm kind of loving the idea that the church takes advantage of the darkness of the season yeah. and says, yep, darkness happens. Here's how to walk through it. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is so Christian. I mean, it's so Jesus. Yeah. Like, 
God said, yep, real. life happens. Here's Jesus to mm-hmm. walk you through it. So I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners will feel the closeness of that salvation, yeah. that invitation to peace yeah. and relationship with God. And I hope that for you too. I hope Thanks. You, I hope you feel that this busy week. Yeah. And for our listeners, um, if you enjoy our conversations, uh, you can join in on one as well. It's starting your own beta or join a beta group within our parish. But also, if you like this podcast and listening to it, we'd love to hear from you. So please um, rate and review, and uh, that gets us to share it with, with more people, but also get some feedback as well of how we're doing. So please do that. Just this moment, that's dawning on me that... Mm-hmm. People will actually say something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They'll be It'll like, be fun. Mm, bring back their faces. That's probably what they'll say. Yeah. <laughs> we like, really feel... miss seeing them and their fashion <laughs> I choices. Don't think that's gonna be. <laughs> Next week. Next come week. Come back a little bit brighter, a little bit cheerier. All right. It's pink. It's pink. That's right. We'll last, talk about this that. week and last week is purple in right? our Advent wreath. So. Yep. Oh, that's what I should do. I should pull my Advent wreath out. No, well, there you go. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You check with me next week. Okay. About your wreath. Yeah. All right. Good. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us. Steven's going to take a a wee nap. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll see you back here next week. See you next Wednesday. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, pastor associate, and Seaman Antonio, the director of family engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margot Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.